God bless, ladies and gentlemen. God bless your brother Jesse Tarb here with you as every Saturday. And this is Christian Thoughts. Interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian, but still being human. Yeah, that's right, ladies and gentlemen. Christian Thoughts is interesting and inspiring topics on being a Christian, but still being human. And today... We are live, August 18th, 2018, ladies and gentlemen, another beautiful day that God has given us. And today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about a very harsh topic. I usually say a very deep topic, but today is more of a straight to the point kind of topic, you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush, you know, These are, this is the kind of topic that God wants to, to go straight to the point, God doesn't want us to beat around the bush, if you will, and so ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be talking about a very, very deep and very straight to the point topic, you can say that this is going to be a continuance on what we talked about with trusting God. We talked about that about a few weeks ago, but today is going to be a little different. Today's topic is who or what do you believe in? In the sense of what or who can we, the people, let's say it like this, the people that we trust in can sometimes not be the, not be the best option for people to trust it. Like I said, a very deep and harsh topic, a very straight to the point topic, who or what do you believe in? And uh, we want to thank Brother James, who will be um, calling in a few moments uh, for this topic that he has given us. Uh, he's given us the, the title for this topic and the, the Bible base for this topic as well. Uh, he'll be joining us in just a few moments, ladies and gentlemen. But before we start, of course, we shall start and commence with our commencing prayer. So bow your heads with me, if you will, and we will start with a prayer. Dear God, we give you thanks for another beautiful, gorgeous, wonderful day that you have allowed us to have. We thank you, God, because even though it might be rainy, it might be snowing, it might be hail, it might be stormy, it might be uh, uh, too sunny, maybe too bright for some, maybe too hot for some, maybe too cold for some. It is a day that you, God, have made and we will rejoice as your word says and be glad in it. You have allowed us to be alive today and so we praise you. You have allowed us to breathe today, so we praise you. You have allowed us, God, to 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 see the light of day. You have allowed us to move our body parts. You have allowed us to um, um, hear, because we wouldn't be listening to your word on the radio, God, if we couldn't hear. So we give you thanks because our sense of hearing is great. Our sense of uh, of seeing is good, our sense of smelling is good, our sense of taste is good. And for just another day, God, that you have allowed us to be alive. 
we give you thanks for that. We praise you for that. In Jesus' name, we ask that everyone who may listen, everyone who will start and continue and un until the end, God, that they may be blessed by the Word, that they may be encouraged, but they, that they may learn something new about your Word they didn't before. For your praise and for your glory, we ask of this in your Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen and Amen. So, today, ladies and gentlemen, as I said before, as I said before, today's topic is who or what do you believe in? And just like I said before, we thank Brother James, who bless. is now with us. God bless you, Brother James. Bless you, sir. Uh, with us today, as of every Saturday, helping us with our topic, who actually, the person who actually gave us today's topic was Brother James. So, thank you, Brother James, for that. Um oh. So, today we are basing our topic, ladies and gentlemen, on Luke chapter 22, verse 1 through 6. Luke chapter 22, verse 1 through 6. And I will be reading in the New Living Translation. I know a lot of you, or a lot of people like to read in the, New, in the King James Version or in the New International Version. But I will be reading in the New Living Translation. Um, probably the easiest translation for me to read, um, so that's why I use it a lot. Uh, but we'll be reading verse 1 through 6, and then we'll jump to verse 21. And it says in verse 1 of chapter 22 of Luke in the New Living Translation, it says, The festival, the festival of unleavened bread, which is also called Passover, was approaching. The leading priests and teachers of religious law were plotting how to kill Jesus. But they were afraid of the people's reaction. And here's a very interesting verse of the Bible that not a lot of people know. Verse 3 says, Then Satan entered into Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve disciples. And he went to the leading priests and captains of the temple guard to discuss the best way to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted and they promised to give him money. So he agreed and began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus so they could arrest him when the crowds weren't around. We all know, ladies and gentlemen, the, the, the story of Judas betraying Jesus um, to... to uh, to kill him, to kill Jesus. Right. But what may what a lot of people may not know is that it was Satan who entered the Bible says it. Satan who entered into Judas to plot against Jesus. Yeah. Think about that. Satan didn't send no small little demon around, no. He didn't send, he could have sent any of his army, but he thought to himself, no, none of my army, none of my devilish army will know what to do. I would have to go myself. He didn't send, and, 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 and this is off topic, but think about this. He didn't even send any of his demons or his 
devilish army to tempt Jesus. Who did he send? Himself. Satan went himself because he knew, and I know this is a little off topic, but uh, uh, right. God just put this in my in my head right now. The devil knew that none of his demons, none of his you know devilish people or devilish uh, fallen angels, if you will, none of his demons, not even the strongest of his demons, could have tempted Jesus. So he said, I'm going to go myself because I'm probably the only one in all of my army that can do this. He didn't send no small little demon to do it. He didn't send no giant demon to do it. He sent himself. And even with himself trying to tempt Jesus, Jesus being God incarnated, Jesus being the Son of God, already knew, no, <laughs> Satan was not going to defeat him. So think about that. Then Satan entered, and not a lot of people think. Not a lot of people think about that when they when they when they hear the story about Judas. They automatically think it was Judas himself. It was Judas's plan himself to betray Jesus, or it was Judas's plan, or it was God's plan to put into Judas to betray Jesus. No, it was Satan, and it was God who allowed Satan to take over Judas. To plan against Jesus. And trust me, this is, this is all going to make sense in the end, I promise. <laughs> but now let's jump to verse 21 and go from there. Jesus speaking in verse 21 of chapter 22 of Luke. It says, during the famous Last Supper, it says, But here at this table, Jesus speaking, sitting among us, as a friend is the man who will betray me. You see, Jesus knew who he was with. Jesus knew his posse. <laughs> Jesus knew his crew, you know. Jesus being the Son of God, he knew everything. He knew who was going to betray him. He knew when they were going to betray him. He knew everything. For it has been determined that the Son of Man must die. But what sorrow awaits the one who betrays him? What sorrow awaits the one who betrays him? The disciples began to ask each other which of them would ever do such a thing. Think about that, Brother James. Think about that. Not even the disciples themselves could believe that the, either one of them would betray Jesus. Of course, besides Judas. That not even the, the, the disciples would even think about it themselves to betray Jesus and hand them over to the authorities. What do you have to say about that, Brother James? Brother James? Uh-oh. <laughs> Looks like we lost Brother James. That's all right. Let's continue, ladies and gentlemen. But think about that. Not even the disciples themselves could believe that either one of them would betray Jesus and send them to the officers or to the authorities. Think about that. So, 
Even they, even they knew, they knew they couldn't be that harsh or that messed up or that mean to betray Jesus. But Judas Iscariot, because of the plan of God, Judas himself betrayed Jesus. Brother James, you with us? Yes, I'm sorry. I accidentally just I pushed the uh, mute button and didn't know it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's all right. Oh, <laughs> but as I was saying, what do you think about that, Brother James? Not that not even the disciples knew that they would betray Jesus. Here, here's the thing. The reason the other disciples didn't think it is because they valued the friendship and leadership that Jesus provided rather than any monetary value to Amen. give them. Amen. That's right. So what what do I mean by that? Meaning that they they analyzed it when Jesus asked the question like, "Who among you are going to betray me?" They automatically looked around. And they're like, "I would never do that because you've been nothing but good to me. You've you've showed me nothing but the best. You've." You've had nothing but good intentions for for me. Why 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 would I now turn against you to turn you in? That's right. It it, it it makes no sense to to follow a good person just to suddenly turn on them and and accept some monetary value. That's right. Because what you don't understand and what we tend to forget sometimes is that the monetary value that we accept is only limited. Oh, yes. But that spiritual friendship that you get from Jesus, it lasts a lifetime. That's right. Amen. Amen. So, th so that, that's where that's where, Brother Jesse, today's topic comes from. Is who or what do you believe? That's right. Because, see, and I, I, I feel I feel like I, I, I feel like I feel the preaching coming on soon. Go ahead. Huh? <laughs> I feel it. I feel it coming. But here's the thing: what we see and what we hear are two different things. That's right. And that that is kind of the that's kind of the modern twist on the question that Jesus asked. Because he asked them, "Who among these will betray me?" In modern terms, that means. What are you going to do? Are you going to believe what you are being... Are you going to believe what's in your ear? Or are you going to believe what you see? What you hear and what you know are also two different things. That is also true. What you hear... And I, and, and I don't mean what you know as in knowledge. I mean what you know as in what you know about a certain person. What you know about a certain situation. What you know in your heart that you that that your conscience or that your heart is telling you or that the Holy Spirit a lot of times is telling you no um, this is not right or this is this is totally different from what he's talking what what he's saying um, don't believe this you know you feel it you feel it in yeah. your spirit you feel it in your in your heart when something is yeah. wrong what yeah. you you definitely will feel it you'll get that. And what, what happens with me, and I'll, I'll, use, I'll use myself as an example for this. Uh, someone can say, hey, let's go do this. And I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay. And then we, we start to 
we start to go over to what the person had suggested and then kind of like halfway through it I'm like uh, I don't got a good feeling about this that's right I, 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 I got some weird vibes I'm just like nah I'm, I'm good yeah I'm, I'm, I'm good because I feel that something is going to happen I don't know exactly what Oh yes. But I I feel that for me if I keep going something is going to happen. So you you you'll definitely feel it when something when something off-centered oh, yeah. is about to show itself. Oh, yeah. You you feel it because you'll you'll start to think about it like mm, this doesn't feel right. Yeah. Like not 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 my cup of tea. No thanks. People Point. people call it people call it a a gut feeling, but really it's not really your gut. More of more of your your conscience or or a lot of times. And and I always say the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I, I always say that the Holy Spirit for us Christians are, is our conscience. And, and a lot of times we say, oh, it's just our conscience or my conscience is speaking. But really, sometimes, even for non-Christians, not a lot of people believe this. Even for non-Christians, the Holy Spirit can talk to them and say, no, you're doing this wrong. Or no, don't do this because I have something different for you. I have something, you know, totally against this, you know. And I don't understand why. That, that's what gets me. We know that the Holy Spirit came to this earth as a comforter. As a matter of fact, um, um, our brother uh, uh, Ronnie Bass, if I'm not mistaken, talked about a little bit about what Jesus said today. He said that he's going to send a comforter. He's going to send the Holy Spirit. And if, if Jesus didn't leave or if Jesus didn't um, um, go away as he said, then the Holy Spirit would have never came, but the Holy Spirit came to the world. Yes. Don't get me twisted. Yes, this is the devil's world. Yes. But, but the Holy Spirit is still in this world talking to those who He have chosen. Even though they're not Christian right now, He still has chosen them. So He can still speak to them, ladies and gentlemen, as their conscience, if you will, or as their gut feeling, or as their, their, you feel it in your heart, some people say, you feel it in your soul, some people say. That's mainly the Holy Spirit trying to tell you, no, this is not right, no, don't do this, or yes, do this, don't do this. And, and that's my point. If the Holy Spirit came to know, and He knows, who His chosen is going to be, who God's chosen is going to be, then He's going to speak to them whether they be Christian or not. That's what I believe. Just saying. <laughs> Brother James, you still with us? Did you hit the mute button again? <laughs> But ladies and gentlemen, that's what we must remember, is that the Holy Spirit will either, will, will not either, but will still try to speak to us 
And I even believe that sometimes the Holy Spirit speaks to ones that He hasn't even chosen. Or he does, that He knows that it's not a part of His chosen. I still believe that the Holy Spirit still tries to... Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Still tries to speak to those who, you know, may not believe He's real. But still, since they know there's a conscience, or since they believe in the Word, or in the, in the conscience, so to speak, so they... What people believe is their conscience is sometimes, or a lot of times, the Holy Spirit talking to them. You see, the Bible says it, and it says it, and it says it plainly. God has no exception of people. God does not. God has no exception to anybody. God does not say, "Oh." If you're not a Christian, I'm not going to talk to you. If you're not a Christian, I'm not going to love you. If you're not a Christian, I'm not going to do this, that, or the other. No. God has no exception of people. God has no choice of people. God sees everyone. God loves everyone. God, I believe, speaks to everyone because He has no exception of people. It's us who give God the exception of people. Santo eres Dios, Santo. It's us, ladies and gentlemen, who give God, or who make God seem like He has exceptional people. Matter of fact, I said that wrong. It's us who make God look like He has exceptional people. And it's us that make God the bad guy sometimes. It's us that make God the, if you're not Christian, He doesn't talk to you kind of, per, kind of God. It's us that make God, and, 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 and I'm sorry to say it. I'm sorry to say it. But it's us who make God the evil God. It's, it's, it's harsh to say. It is harsh to say. But going back to the topic, ladies and gentlemen, Jesus knew who he was going who was going to betray him, but the disciples never thought they would. Just like Brother James just said, they valued his friendship. They valued his leadership. They valued the words that he has given them, the parables he gave them in 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 in, in times before, in chapters before. The parables He gave them, they valued them. The, in, in, in life, if you will, they valued His leadership of life. But one who did not value His leadership of life was Judas. Judas betrayed Jesus, being used by the devil, yes. But we must remember that sometimes we are Judas. Well, Brother Jada, what do you, Jesse, what do you mean by that? How are we Judas? Yeah, we are. 
Sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, even as Christians, we betray Jesus. We deny Jesus. We deny Jesus. We betray Jesus. Sometimes, even as Christians. Why? Because we deny Jesus by not showing love. We deny Jesus, we betray Jesus by not following in His footsteps, by not uh, 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 following what He did. We deny or betray Jesus by not showing love towards others, even those who are not Christian. We deny knowing Jesus, we, didn't, we betray Jesus by making Jesus look like the bad guy. I just said it. I just said it. We make, we make Jesus look like He has exception of people. We make God look like He has exception, exception of people. The Bible says clearly that He does not. The Bible says clearly that God has no exception of people. The world doesn't know that. Because we as Christians sometimes push them away just because of what they dress, just because of how they look, just because of what they're doing right now. We don't see the potential in them. We don't see the potential that God sees in them. Santo de Dios. You are worthy, Jesus, Santo. We don't see the potential that God sees in that person, no matter how they look right now, God is not looking at what they look like right now. God does not look like, God does not look at how they look right now. God is looking at what they're going to look like in the future. Jesus is good, Santo. Brother James, you with us? Yes sir, I'm sorry, my phone actually died. <laughs> ah, that's alright. Glad you're back. God, Brother James, has no exception of people, am I right? Absolutely. The Bible says it. The Bible says it clearly. He has no exception. He does not say, even though you're not a Christian, I'm not going to love you. Because you're not a Christian, I'm not going to love you. Because you're not a Christian, I'm not going to talk to you. No! No, he, he's just going to find a different approach. Thank you. <laughs> he's just going to find a different approach. He's going to talk to them in some kind of way. He's going to say to them, I love you in some kind of way. But sometimes it doesn't come from a Christian. Hi, Santo. Hello. <laughs> sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, God's way of saying I love you to somebody who is not Christian comes from another non-Christian. Why is that? Because again, we sadly make God look like He has exceptional people. Not, and not only, not only that, Brother Jesse, but the, uh, some of the non-Christians feel they feel intimidated by church people because the church people look down on them if they're not in the church. Exactly. And so they they feel they they feel less of a person and completely lower their esteem and standards 
to basically the bare bottom exactly. of society because they figure, well, I'm not in the church, so I, I'm intimidated by church people because they're looking down on me because I'm, I'm different. I'm, I'm not wearing a shirt and tie on Sundays if I show up. I'm wearing a, a, I'm wearing a, a T-shirt and some jeans. That's right. Because I, that's all I have, and that's what I show up in. So it, it, intimidation plays a, a factor in this, and oh, yes. to, help the, to help the non-Christians still feel like they're loved by God, sometimes God will send another non-believer, or, as I like to call them, undercover angels, yes. so no one really knows that they're operating on a special assignment to so somebody. Jesus! Say it again! <laughs> Santo! Hello, somebody. Say it again, Santo de Dios. Did anybody miss that? I think somebody missed that. So I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say it again, just to make the devil mad at me. That's right. <laughs> so here's how God shows His love to a non-Christian. He will sometimes send another non-Christian, or as I call them, undercover angels, so no one in the church knows that they're operating on a special assignment to say, "Hey, God told me to tell you this." Amen. That's right. I'm not dressed like them. I'm dressed like you, so you know to accept me as a as a safe comfort. Amen. Because here's here's how here's how a non-believer thinks, and no one really wants to take this point of view, brother. Just if you really think about it, mm. no one takes the non-believer perspective. They figure they walk in the church, they see suits, fancy dresses, hats, shirts, ties. They automatically feel scared and nervous, and they're ready to leave as soon as that door opens. Amen. That's right. But here's here's where the undercover angel comes into play. The undercover angel slowly wiggles through the church and says, "Hey, I see you. I'm not dressed like them. I'm dressed like you. So your comfort level stays the exact same. So you're not heightened by anything else to throw you off That's center." That's right. That's right. Amen. Well, now that you have another person dressed exactly like you, you're like, huh, you look like me. I'm, I, I, I feel much better talking to you than I would talking to them because I don't look like them. I don't dress like them. I may not drive what they drive. Amen. But you, on the other hand, you, are, you, you play the exact same picture as me. Amen. And so now the non-believer is is much more eased at spirit and now God says okay undercover angel I want you to tell this person this Amen. I want you to let my child know that even though they're dressed in a t-shirt and jeans or if it's a if it's half of a dress shirt and some shorts I want you to let them know that they can come as they are and still be accepted because Amen. even though they see different clothing it's what they believe to hear from you as the undercover angel that portrays the entire message. Amen. You see, that's, 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 that's our problem, ladies and gentlemen. We forget. What, what is it about us? We forget we came from there. We came from that person. We came from that person and that shirt and jeans. Yep. 
Oh, and just because they don't have shirt, they they don't have a suit and tie like Brother James says, we're gonna look down on them. We're gonna look all grumpy on them. Like, why don't you have a suit and tie? Why are you not like us? Right. You can't be in this church if you're not like us. You can't be in this congregation. You can't be in our group if you're not like us, Santo Dios. There, there it is. Ladies yeah. and gentlemen, do you, we not remember that is where we came from? We seem to forget that God saw us before we saw God. Hello? Yeah. Is this thing on? Is, am, I, am I coming in clear? I think so. We seem. So. It, it, it probably flew over some people's heads. They may have to say it twice with us. That's right. We seem to forget that God saved us and that God saw us before we saw God. We seem to forget that, ladies and gentlemen, God picked us up from where? From the worst of the worst. From the, from the denied and the most hated. And He brought us up. He made us into ministers. He made us into pastors. He made us into preachers. He made us into Jesus Santos Amashabashaya Labasiya. Whoo, Jesus! He made us. We didn't. We didn't just come from thin air and become a pastor just because we 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 woke up one day and said, "I want to be a pastor." We didn't just wake up one day and say, I'm going to be a deacon today. No. God brought us from the most denied and most hated of people. From, the, the, from what we say in Spanish, de lo vil y menospreciado. From the most worst of the worst, God brought us up from the dirt. What did we talk about a few weeks ago? The prodigal son. He brought us up, ladies and gentlemen, from the 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 from the mud of the pigs. Just like the prodigal son. From the mud of the pigs, he said, Come as you are. Oh but no. This man, this homeless man, this alcoholic, oh, he can't come in our church because he's not, he's not like us. Oh, he can't come in our church because he, he's not dressed in a suit and tie. He's not, you know, he's from there. I'm going to look down on him. I'm not going to show him God's love. I'm not going to show him Jesus' love. I'm not going to follow in Jesus' footsteps. And, and save them, save her from prostitution, save him from being in a prison. Santo de Dios. Jesus, you are worthy. Where, where, what are we looking at? That is why I say we sometimes are like Judas. We betray Jesus. We be, we deny knowing Jesus. Remember what 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 Peter did. How many times did 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 Peter deny Jesus? Three times. 
Peter denied Jesus three times before the rooster crowed. Remember, Jesus said it himself. Jesus knew. Jesus predicted. And it wasn't that he predicted, he knew. Being the Son of God, he knew that Peter would deny him three times before the rooster crowed. Before, verse 34 of that same chapter, chapter 22 of Luke, he said, Jesus said, let me tell you something, Peter. Before the rooster crows tomorrow morning, you will deny me three times that you even know me. You will deny that you even know me three times. And we denied knowing Jesus more than three times. Santo de Dios. You are worthy of praise, Jesus. I don't know if y'all hearing me today. I don't know if y'all listening today. We deny that we know Jesus more than three times. Every time we deny the, uh, uh, to show God's love to a, a non-believer. Every time we deny to talk to a non-believer because of the way they're dressed. Because of the way they look. Because of the social club they're in. Because of the chains that we see on them. And I don't literally mean literally see them in chains. I mean in the addiction they're in. In the way that they're in. We deny knowing Jesus, ladies and gentlemen, but not showing them Jesus. Brother James, you still with us? Huh? Brother James, you still with us? We deny knowing Jesus when we don't show Jesus. Oh, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is deep. So who, back to the topic, who or what do you believe in? Or, or a, a better question to ask is who are you listening to? Who's in your ear? That's right. Who are you listening to? Right. Who is the Holy Spirit telling you, yes, he's fine. No, he's not fine. No, he's not. He's not telling you the truth. Yes, he is telling you the truth. Who is the Holy Spirit telling you in this? We must remember, ladies and gentlemen, The Holy Spirit will not lead us astray. Never. The Holy Spirit knows where He's taking us, where we want or where we need to go. God will never leave us astray. God will never leave us somewhere or lead us somewhere that we're not going to want to go. That we're not destined to go, if you will. Right. Who is in your ear? Who are you believing? Yep. Are you believing the one that says, no, don't talk to him. He looks like 
he came from the street, or are you listening to one that says, yes, talk to him about God's love, even though he's from the street? Santo de Dios. I know, I know I went, you know, I went off topic quite a few times, but... It's okay, it, it happens to all of us. Sometimes you have to go way off topic because that's how your, that's how your collective thought ties together. Oh yes. Sometimes that's where God wants you to go. Sometimes God will make you go straight off topic and make you, give you a whole nother topic during the message. Oh, trust me, it happens. <laughs> it, it does. It, it does, because sometimes you, you can't just have a 100% spiritual topic. You sometimes need to go off topic or uh, sometimes even a, a side topic for other people. Mm -hmm. And you, you'll find a way to tie it all together. That's right. That happens too. Sometimes all the topics go coincide with each other, and you have one main topic. Yep, or you take a bunch of small side topics and you turn it into one major topic that addresses everything for, for those that are listening. That's right. And it, 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 makes, them, it, it makes them feel better that way when you, you, when you take all the Church, where 
you know, I know someone there will pay attention. Mm-hmm. The the sermon for that that particular service, you know, will bring me attention. And once they begin to find out that you know, the person that's bringing forth the word is going completely separate because they're they're changing the word for you know their their personal picture. It it it's basically a a, a jigsaw puzzle of emotions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that I. I probably went way off topic behind you, but <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> but but these are, these are the things that we 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 don't really address. That's right. And it's it's moments like these that we need to. You know, sometimes we need to be like, pull the car over and let let's talk this out. Let's let's address this. Let's let's put all the cards on the table, let's get all the pieces out here, let's let's see what's going on because along the way we have we have lost the sight of every story having two sides. Yeah. You're right. And it's not just personal stories, it's spiritual stories. We've we've lost sight of even the Bible having two sides. Hmm. We we lost that. We we have because see people just people just focus on the end result. They don't they don't read the Old Testament to see where people came from and how things happened and what changed once they decided to uh, renew their mind and go through the Old Testament and to see how far they've made it to even touch the New Testament. The sad thing is today we as preachers, as ministers, as 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 people of God, if you will, we lost sight of who this is for. We lost sight of who this is for. We lost sight of our messages are not to go against other. Sometimes preachers like to go against other preachers. Right. They, they definitely do. And they figure, well, if I can come up with a, a better solution than you, then that's okay for me. That's right. But what they, what they, what they skip is that when you just try to think of all the solutions, now you have to turn around and face all those problems that are just piling up because you were so focused on just answers. That's right. You didn't want to read the questions. You didn't want to hear them out when people were trying to ask them. You didn't want to pay attention to them when they were when they were plainly written on paper and they were handed to you. You decided that I'm going to go my own way, I'm going to do my own little thing, and I'm just going to focus on all the answers, because that's what's more important. No, what's more important is that you look at the questions so you can 
fully understand a situation or a problem, and then you can analyze on what the best way to strategize and answer. We forget that that this that these messages are not for our own benefit. These messages are not for oh, I can destroy your message, or I can go against your message, or I can have a better message than you. We forget that we're trying to glorify God. We're trying to bring God's word to the world. We're not trying, this is not a whole thing of, excuse me, this is not a whole thing of, um, of I said it best, or who said it best, or who preached it better, or why my message is, is more powerful than your message. No. We forget that, ladies and gentlemen, our message is for the world who does not know God. We gotta, uh, and, and if we don't agree with each other, that's a, whole, that's a whole different thing. If you don't agree with what I say, if I don't agree with what you say, well then, the Bible says that we should pray about it. We should pray about it. We should go to God and say, I don't agree with that. You tell me, God, if he's right. You tell me, God, if I'm wrong or if he's right or if he's right, if he's wrong and I'm right. Who is, you know, and if we don't agree with something, we don't, we don't automatically, we're not supposed to automatically make a whole different message against that other person's message. No. That's where you bring up the agree to disagree option. Amen. That's right. It's, it, it's okay to disagree with what someone says because disagreements are always going to happen and they're always going to be there. Always. But the thing is, is that this may sound harsh and I apologize in advance, but I feel that the the pulpit has turned into a competitive sport. That's right. And it's no longer based off of giving glory to God. It's, it's been based off of how many people you can get to jump and shout out of their chairs. Amen. That's right. It's, it, it, it comes out and it, it totally leaves the Word of God. And we use our our pronoun. Sorry, brother James, but our pronoun is that we use the word of God for our own benefit to say why we're right and why you're wrong, or, or why we're right and why they're wrong, or why they're right and why we're wrong, and and that is not what we're supposed to do here, ladies and gentlemen. What we're supposed to do here is preach the Word of God, and if we don't agree with something that somebody said about the Word of God, then that's why we go pray. That's why we ask God, am I wrong? Is He wrong? Or, um, you know, teach me, God, on who, on, on, on how to cope with something like that. Or, teach me how to not hate this person, or to not despise this person, or not go against this excuse me, this person, just because I don't agree with him. Right. Our problem, as just like Brother James has said, is we forget to show Jesus, to show, to show the love of Christ, the love of God. Um, and just like Brother James said, the church's pulpit has left the entire, the entire God's love ministry 
And now it's a whole, this church is better because, or my message is better because, and my doctrine is better because. What happened to focusing on God's love? What happened to focusing on the Word of God? What happened to focusing on, on, on this is what God says, or this is the commandments, or this is what we need to do as the church of God. No, it's no longer that. Now it's he said, she said, and I don't believe what he said or she said. And so I'm going to make a whole message about why I don't believe what he, he, he said or she said. No. No. That is not what we're here for. We do not, we're, again, going back, and, and, and just like Brother James says, this whole thing goes on in one topic, but going back, that is why we that is why I say we're denying and betraying Jesus. Because we are not showing Jesus. We are competing with who's right about Jesus. We're competing with each other on who's right about what Jesus said or what God said or what God didn't say. That is not why the word of God was made. God's word it was made for for his glory. God's Word was made for the ones that don't know Him. God's Word was made for us to preach about His love. Right. Not to compete. No, because not everybody's, not, not everybody's Word will be the same. That's right. Because, take, uh, take me and you, me and, me and you for, for Jesse. Um, I may hear one word and you might say you know I heard it you know I hear it differently that's right in my mind and so between us we're like okay well let's take what you heard and what I heard and let's let's find some common ground in the middle and we can kind of you know blend it that's right we, we can blend it and we can we can make it one topic, and I think we're doing pretty good so far because we've taken separate opinions or mixed up points, and we've blended it together pretty nicely, and it turns into a whole deep, fiery topic. Amen. And I agree with with our our listener on Facebook who just said, and and I'm gonna read it because I agree with that completely, and it it, it basically sums up what we've been saying. And it says, we have to learn to focus on ourselves in Christ and serve Him. Stop looking at other folks. Stop looking at other people. The Holy Spirit is doing His work. And that's exactly the point. We need to stop competing and start uniting. We need to stop looking at what He's not doing right, what she's not doing right, because our worry is what God has said about us ourselves, not about what He says about other people. We don't need to mind about other people. We do not need to focus on other people. We need to focus on God and what God says about us. That's it. We need to focus on Christ and serve God and serve Christ and stop focusing on other people. That's right. Amen. And, amen. And I, I agree with that. We need to to reposition our our focus points. That's right. Um, because in in the beginning, our focus point was 
was on God and the cross and right. the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. And on the way, we have lost sight of that. And so I, I definitely agree with that Facebook comment that Amen. We, we just need to focus, we need to focus on, on that solely by itself because you focus just on that and as the Bible says, the rest will fall into place. Amen. Seek God's kingdom. Seek the kingdom of God and everything else will be added on. Everything else will be added to you. Just keep your eyes on Him. Amen. So, let's stop denying Christ by, by, by not showing Christ. Let's stop betraying Christ by not showing His love. Let's start unifying. Let's start uniting about God and about God's love. Let us start having one sole purpose to change the world for God's glory. Amen. 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 And if I can add just one more thing, I know we're running out of time. Yes, sir. But um, this next sentence is very important. I believe that we should get back to sharing the love we once had in the beginning. Amen. That's what that's what also led us astray is that we stopped sharing. That's right. And sharing God's love above above all. Above all, exactly. We we've we've completely stopped sharing his love. Amen. So we need to we need to go back to sharing the love. Share God's love. Amen. That's let, right. Let it let it be known to the world that God cares. Amen. He still, he still loves us no matter if you go to the left or to the right. That's right. He has no exception of people. He doesn't. He's, he's an equal opportunity person. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Thank you so much, Brother, Brother James, for another awesome topic today. My pleasure. As always, it's, it's an honor to be on the show with you. Amen. God, God bless you. Thank you to everyone who listened. Um, I hope you enjoy the rest of your Saturday and be blessed to the very fullest of your life. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. God bless. God bless. This has been Christian Thoughts. May God bless your day, your night, and the rest of your week. Um, we, enjoy, we, we, we invite you to continue to listen to Christian Thoughts every Saturday live at 12 o'clock p.m. Right here on WLLY.